Did you know Bridgestone developed a tire using 75% recycled and renewable materials? Making a difference today for future generations. That's what really matters. Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Visit whatreallymatters.com to learn more. Hot off the press from Maybelline New York, it's new Lifter Plump, an intense plumping lip gloss formulated with chili pepper to deliver a heated sensation for an instant plumping effect that lasts. From eight sizzling shades like Blush Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Cocoa Zing, and more. An extra-large wand applicator transforms lips in one swipe. Learn more at Maybelline.com. For a limited time, get 10% off your Lift or Plump purchase on Amazon with code 10PLUMP. What's poppin' congregation? It's your girl Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess, back with another episode of Scam Goddess, the podcast all about robbery, fraud, and those who practice it. Sometimes we love them. Sometimes we hate them. We will see along the way. Parasocial girlies out there, come on. Yes, I'm very excited for today's guest. Truly elated. This feels like a scam that we got her on the show because I started following her on Twitter because she's fucking hilarious. And then I was like, hmm, maybe we can try to get over here. And we did. We have an amazing writer and actor on the show. She's currently a producer and writer on ABC's Emmy-winning hit show that I know you've heard about, Abbott Elementary. Follow her on Twitter at BS Hilarious, which, like, she's not lying, B-I-S hilarious like please it's funny over there where you can track her excellent highlights of the wga writer's strike she stays on the picket lines out in the streets if you're in la and you want to support the wga writers join her in front of warner brothers studios to picket congregation please welcome Brittany nichols Brittany, hi hello (laughs) was that like so much of an intro i saw you like "Mm, it's still going huh (laughs) she's still talking huh okay Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's what we do here we're trying to give you a flower no it's nice (laughs) <laughs> it was a very nice intro. I appreciate it. No, you're amazing. So wait, um, I have to ask you, mm-hmm. what is your relationship with scams? Like, do you love them? Do you hate them? Have you ever been scammed? Have you ever run any that you would talk about without the police like pulling up? I feel like I am somewhat kind to scammers. Mm, I am too. <laughs> I I feel like whenever. I'm concerned that maybe I'm being scammed at, I guess, like normal scamming locations, like a gas station. Right? Yes. I feel like anyone trying to talk to me at a gas station, that's likely a scam. Um, but I just see it as like, oh, well, if I'm not concerned about whether or not I'm being tricked and I'm just like, oh, this person just needs help. Then yeah. to me, I'm just like, just save your breath. Like, yeah, you can All right, wrap it up. I'll just give you five dollars. <laughs> you don't have to run game on me. Right, because the game takes so long, like the sob story, and yes. then it's like, I got to stand there and listen to it. Now this is work for me. Mm-hmm. No, I'm absolutely with you on that. I, I feel like scamming like that is kind of a job. Like, you have to be out there all day long encountering mm-hmm. people. So, like, you are getting, like, an hourly wage to, you know, pan- panhandle your services. I mean, and it's, I think it's a skill, too. Yeah. Like, it, to to wonder, like, did their car break down? Like, <laughs> are they? Do they really have a debit card, but it's not working? But they just right. need, they go send you a cash out. Like, you just start to get caught up in like, am I? Is this a real one? Because you have to think like, occasionally people do have to get caught in a weird spot, right? 
but the likelihood is pretty low, I think. I yeah. Think likely it's a scam. So I'm just like, I, what's more valuable to me in this moment is my time. Right. So I'm either, no, I don't have it and I got to go or here you go, save it. Yeah, I'm like in between. I mean, I've told people on this podcast, there was one woman who gave me a really long story and I didn't have cash. And so I was just trying to like be like, I don't got cash. But she was like, well, there's an ATM right there. And something in my spirit said, let me go up to this ATM. And it wasn't a Holy Spirit. It wasn't like, mm-hmm. I want to bless it and, and you know, share blessings that I've been blessed with, whatever. I was in college. I was kind of broke. And... um. It was just something in my spirit that was like, let me do this. And mm-hmm. then I later found out in the police blotter at school that she had a brick in her purse. And if you didn't Whoa. give her money, she would hit you head in the head with the brick. <laughs> oh, no. Yes. So $20 or a concussion, it was worth it. And like, if you listen to this podcast, you know about that. But I wanted to tell Brittany, yes. Because <laughs> that's a whole step. Yes. To go to an ATM, put in a code, get out money, come back? Yes. She was a I'm black woman, too. That. No, she went with me. I already me. got bricked. It would have it got bricked. I would have got bricked. <laughs> I don't know if I would get bricked for that. A 20 or a brick, Brittany. You, your brain is so special. Uh, well, if I, I, I'm saying that there's no chance I'm going to the ATM. Okay. So then I feel like she would have bricked me. Okay. You wouldn't have If I knew the knew brick was there. That, that was behind well, If I knew the brick two. was there, I'm just driving away. I'm trying to get away. Okay. I'm I was dodge. on foot. Okay. How are you going to dodge the brick? <laughs> You gonna juke the brick? Okay. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. I'm really one of those people where it's like, if somebody, I've somehow, I'm gonna jinx myself. I, no one has ever tried to like rob me. Mm. And I've lived in Chicago, New Haven, LA. Oh. Took public transportation in LA like the first three years I lived here. No one's ever tried to rob Some me. Some Robert E. Capitals. Yes. But in my mind, the process of like replacing things in a wallet is so annoying and so spirit draining for me personally. Yeah. That there is a chance that I'd be like, I'm I'm a risk it. No. <laughs> now what's your next move? Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm not gonna give you my wallet. Now what we are at a standoff. Either you do violence or I walk away. <laughs> wow, but you really are not scared. You're a gangster. You said I'll take the brick. Um if the robber holds me up, I'm gonna be like, How many bullets you got in there? Because <laughs> I'm a zigzag. But are you really do you really in this moment you're telling me You'd want, you would rather go to jail than to let me go. I'm going to make you make that choice. I love that. It was like, so shoot me. And then you're still not going to get the money. Well, I guess you could take it off of me then. Mm. Yeah, you're going to have to You have to force it. Is it really worth it? No, I, I'm with you. If I had to enter a new card into Postmates, I would physically break down. <laughs> like, I don't have, <laughs> I don't have much left. <laughs> I'm holding on by a thread. Yeah. So typing in a CVV again? Oh, bitch, no. You're right. I'd be like, fight me. I'm ready to die. I never liked being alive. Um, No, but that's great. I get that. You know what's funny? That makes me think of, I actually just recently had someone try to run a scam on me, like Saturday. It happens to me all the time. I guess I have a very scammable face and personality. Um, I've run some scams. I get scammed. My scams were ethical. (laughs) I saw your face. Uh, all right. <laughs> wow. A person who does not believe me. Black people would be like, all right. That means they don't believe anything you just said. Okay. That and if you like it, I love it. A black person who neither likes nor loves it. Um, the language. Um, so, no, I was on Pure Space because I'm thinking I'm going to throw what I do every, not every year, every other year. My birthday is the 4th of July. Mm. So, like, why will we celebrate America? Like, it's the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. 
So I throw a big party and I was looking at venues like with a pool and like where I could do it at. And I found one on Peer Space. They're emailing back and forth and they're like, oh, well, you can come see the venue today. So I was like, okay. So I get there. It looks like all the photos. It's real cute and everything. And they were like, oh, so we forgot to tell you that it's actually booked on the 4th of July. <laughs> I was like, why did y'all make me drive all the way to Beverly Hills to tell me that this place is already booked? And they were like, but if you pay us outside of peer space, then we could probably have them move it a day. And I was like, mm -mm. so you want me to give you two strangers? And when I tell you they look like they were not homeowners, I knew they did not own this home. <laughs> I knew they did not own this home. Oh, boy. And I hate saying that because they were both black. But <laughs> it wasn't because they were black. Mm -hmm. It was because they dressed like hype beasts who, like, mm. you know, get on the sneaker website and fight bots to get shoes. Right. They just weren't giving me they own this home. Right, yeah. They put their mortgage on Nikes. Yes. <laughs> but so I was like, um, well, how about we do what's like what's the percentage that peer space takes when you pay through the app? And one of them goes, they both answer at the same time. One of them goes 15. The other one goes 18. Mm -mm. <laughs> Get on the same page. Which is it, criminals? <laughs> also, that's a large percentage. Right. And so I was understanding of that. I was like, what about this? I'll pay through Pure Space and then I'll give you the difference in the percentage because that price is still fair to me. But right. I need uh, some kind of insurance that right. y'all ain't running off with all my money. You are two strangers. I've known you for exactly eight minutes and I'm going to give you my money. Right. And why would the other people just be so willing to move their party? Well, Nobody it? accidentally has a party on the 4th of July. They were like, we have other places. I was like, this is a bait and switch. So they they knew it. And I was like, damn. So they showed me one thing that looked legit. And mm. then I was going to pay for something else and it was not going to be legit. Mm. So I walked away from that one. Good. But, but I was a little desperate. But but that's <laughs> your point of like, you would have moved on immediately after they said the place isn't available. Right. <laughs> you further invested. And I was like, <laughs> so how can we make it available? <laughs> So there's a difference in our personalities. You were like, you would have just walked out. You would have been in your car, like, speeding away, I feel like. <laughs> Burning rubber. I would have been real mad. <laughs> I was pissed. Yeah. But that's why I think I leaned in more, because I'm like, I really, I've fallen in love with this place now. Yeah. And that was the point, is that right. they wanted me to, they baited switched me. Mm -mm. But they didn't get me, bro. Y'all tried it, though. And then when I went on their peer space, at peer space, if you don't know, it's like a, a a, not an Airbnb, but like a situation where you can rent out space and like for whatever photo shoots events. When I went on their space, um, I realized that the comments for like their reviews were just them. Wow. Commenting on each other's page. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> I was going to get robbed. <laughs> oh, but that for everybody in your party was about to get they were going to lock the windows and the doors. Damn. <laughs> Gas, y'all. Could you imagine? I'm in the industry. It was just going to be writers and actors and like other friends. They would have ran the pockets. And then nobody would talk to me ever again. <laughs> and all you could do is just leave an angry comment on Pierce's face. <laughs> That's only recourse. all you can do. You're like, I was not satisfied. Many of my guests were robbed. Three were hit with bricks, including Brittany Nichols, who said, I'm not giving up my wallet. Hit me with a brick. <laughs> um, best response to that story. But we're going to take a quick break for some non-scam advertisements. We'll be right back with What's Hot in Fraud. Scam! 
Hot off the press from Maybelline New York, it's new Lifter Plump, an intense plumping lip gloss formulated with chili pepper to deliver a heated sensation for an instant plumping effect that lasts. From eight sizzling shades like Blush Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Cocoa Zing, and more. An extra-large wand applicator transforms lips in one swipe. Learn more at Maybelline.com. For a limited time, get 10% off your Lift or Plump purchase on Amazon with code 10PLUMP. Finding the perfect t-shirt has always had me like Goldilocks. Trying on shirts. This one's too hard. This one's too soft. And it fell apart because y'all know I got it from a cheap website. And this t-shirt from Skims is just right. From fit to quality, it is one of my, like, these are my favorite t-shirts. I have three different ones. Y'all know I love me an Onyx because I'm going to be wearing black all the time. Um, They have a cotton long sleeve jersey tee that I really like too because the material is so soft. But when I put it in the washer, she don't have a whole transformation or makeover. It's not move that bust when I take it out. She looks the way that she looked when I put her in and we know we cannot say that for all t-shirts okay so you can have staple t-shirts that you can mix and match and wear up or down maybe we're going to a fancy night out maybe we're going on a date maybe we're lounging around the house i love these shirts so much because i can do so many different things with them it's like i'm telling y'all skims they're doing right over there i got on the underwear right now i can't give it up i think they got me y'all i'm not even playing shop the skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes extra extra small to 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know i sent you after you place your order select scam goddess in the survey and select my show in the drop down menu that follows and we are back it's time for what's hot and fraud this is where we warn our listeners about popping scams in the zeitgeist or more often than not we get a letter from you all as always snitch on your friends and family at scamgoddesspod at gmail.com just make sure the scam is retired because we don't what yeah, we don't want to fuck up your bag. Amen. So, <laughs> Brittany's like, what did I get myself into? <laughs> I keep seeing her have moments of deep so thought. Respectful. <laughs> I don't want to ruin your scam. Wait till you're finished. Yeah, when you're done, then tell us about it. Because <laughs> otherwise, you know, we're ruining it. Mm-hmm. You're ruining it. Yeah. Um, and maybe y'all try it out. Run it a few times. But I wanted to talk to you today because I know that you're out in the streets fighting a scam currently. <laughs> <laughs> One of the largest scams, which is all of the studios squeezing. <laughs> but um, I think that like regular everyday people kind of look at the writer's strike and think, oh, these are Hollywood writers who live in Hollywood mansions <laughs> and they have millions of dollars and um, they want even more. They're so greedy. I work at Walgreens and I can't have anything. <laughs> when in truth, most like writers aren't super duper rich, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Our our guild is largely uh, working class and middle class. Yeah. And the middle class has kind of been shrinking in all of our guilds. Because in SAG, like, you know, you used to make residuals. And now streaming's like, we're not going to tell you how many people watched it. Um, but this is, we YouTube. <laughs> yeah. The the entire industry has really shifted with the streaming model. And yeah, like you said, put a squeeze on on that middle class writer and made it so that it's hard for people to move up through the ranks, made it hard for people to have a sustainable career, made it hard for people to stick around in L.A. and uh, try to make their dreams come true. Yeah, and I know a lot of people who have moved out of Los Angeles simply because the cost of living is so high, and then since so much can be done remote, it's like, why live here? 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, the stuff that's facing our industry are sort of the same things that have happened to pretty much any industry because we all exist under the hell that is capitalism. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we're fighting for, you know, pension, health care, better wages. That's sort of the same across every sort of job, I think, and dealing with cost of living. Mm -hmm. L.A. and New York are super expensive. Um, It's it's hard to just exist and make enough money to pay rent in either of those cities uh, when you're a TV writer or not, sort of any job. Um, So, you know, I I think that it's super relatable. It's the issues themselves are a little more complicated just because TV is like such a confusing world that a lot of people don't end up touching besides like watching it. Like our pay structure and stuff, it can be super confusing. But everyone at this point knows that it's different. Everyone knows that the way that you used to watch TV 10 years ago is different than how you watch it now. And just teaching people what that means for us mm-hmm. has been, I, I think, part of um, what we've been trying to do. And it seems like people are catching on like pretty quickly. Like yeah, <laughs> the you- issues are they're like, wait, what is going on? Like, yeah, I know, right? Right? Yeah, yeah. no, being alive is high. Yeah. <laughs> the price has gone up. Yesterday's yeah. price is not today's price on your life. And that is the issue, like, part of the issue here. And that they're making, we're making less money than we would have been if, you know, this was 10 years ago, 20 years ago, where, like, network TV was king. And, like, you could, I was talking to Nathan Crest on the picket the other day, and he was saying that he did a one line voiceover or ADR for Friends. Friends. And he still, like, will get a $300 check, like, in the mail for residuals because they play that show over and over and over again. But nowadays, like, streaming, it's like, basically think about it this way. If you do work and then you give it to a huge major studio, they make billions of dollars off of it, but you only get paid one time. Mm-hmm. But they're like still running it up. They're still showing it every, you know, every single week, putting new commercials in between the shit. You know what I mean? Tide, gain, Febreze. You're not seeing none of that. Yeah, they've um, moved to a system that doesn't incentivize uh, success. <laughs> <laughs> so you can be on a, like, Abbott, you know, as yeah. a show where, it, where that, it used to get replayed, right? A, a hit network sitcom, they would replay the episodes to try to grow the audience and they would play ads and you would get money because they were replaying an episode that you wrote or that you were in and now it's just a flat fee and that flat fee is very bad it's for us 5.5 percent of what that uh, amount of money is for a replay on network i'm curious what the percentage is for mine but they do buy us out and they put it on streaming so it's like what what how, how did y'all just decide that y'all were going to change the rules? They just woke up one day and were like, hey, y'all, we we know we was giving y'all money. And now, no. Well, they're just liars. I mean, they're scammers. Yeah. They are the largest, <laughs> the biggest scammers in the world. <laughs> and to put it like simply, you know, they're telling Wall Street investors, oh, my gosh, y'all, y'all about to make a bag. Y'all like this is the golden age of television. We running it up. The streams are high. And then they're telling the people who make the product, hey, y'all, we are so poor. Mm-hmm. We actually don't have any money to pay you. Can y'all come in here for free? <laughs> it's like you have a, you ever have a roommate who you see at the club buying bottles. They just <laughs> at the club getting bottle service. And then you're like, rent's due. And they're like, I really don't have it. Like It's like, oh, wait a second. <laughs> Now, now, oh, that's and that's it. That's the exact example. That and like, if you let somebody borrow money and then you see them out, like <laughs> living it up, and I'm like, I, 
that's my money that you paying with. Like, bring give it back to me first before you start. And that's what they're doing with Wall Street is they're like living it up with Wall Street and then telling all of us that they're completely poor. Um, I also thought that the AI thing was interesting because I don't think that many, like the average person understands why AI is such a huge problem. Mm-hmm. But at least from the actor's side, I know like Bruce Willis got aphasia. Or has aphasia. And he sold, like, his likeness rights, like, his face and everything off. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Which is which is a terrifying... <laughs> I know that. <laughs> yeah, it's a terrifying precedent. Um, because if you are, like, an up-and-coming actor or a middle-class actor like myself or whatever, um, I don't want nobody, like, you know, doing ADR with mm-hmm. my voice, with AI, instead of paying me to do ADR. And what ADR is, this guy's like, there's, like, a sound issue where they need something. You go into a booth, and you say it, and then they add it in, like, they edit it in. But, like, we get paid for that. And now, with AI, they could just start doing it mm-hmm. without us. Yeah, no, it's not good. <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, a lot of people have seen AI as something that exist outside of the entertainment industry like you sort of like Mm -hmm. oh yeah they start putting these screens up at mcdonald's and they start having self-checkout at groceries like the ways that these uh work worker replacements is really what it is (laughs) have happened have seemed i think like the racists were like you will not replace us and they didn't realize they should have been talking to the computer yeah. Like they're trying to harm Mexican people, it's, but they should be fist fighting their laptops. It's sort of been, it fe- it's felt like a class issue, honestly. It sort of felt mm-hmm. like, oh, well, it's replacing like minimum wage workers. So mm-hmm. we don't really care, honestly, is what it has felt like. And then it's like, oh, no, entertainers and writers and copywriters, right? Because that's what that is right. gearing up to replace is all these people with uh, college degrees. And now people are like, no, wait a second. <laughs> Wait, what's going on? Who are they replacing with this shit? And it's like, yeah, y'all should have been paying attention this whole time. And, and you know, now I feel like we're a line of defense for these things. Like, if we can't fight back against this stuff and win, like these industries that have some of the most well-known, recognizable, relatable in a weird way, because people think celebrities are their friends for whatever reason. They really do. If we can't stop it, then like who's I'm gonna be able to stop it? Exactly. I I mean, also, I think that everyone can take a page out of the WGA's book when it comes to like unionizing and really getting ahead of this because now's the time. Because if we let it creep any further, we I mean we're already headed towards doom. So yeah, I mean it, it's one of those things where I, I think a lot of people give um, evil corporations the benefit of the doubt and i hope that this will help people stop doing that because we're saying like hey this is actually this is an existential crisis to our profession they do not want writers rooms to exist they do not want union television Mm -hmm. writing jobs to exist they want it all to go away they want it all to be freelance they want to replace as many of us as possible they want to pay the least amount of money as possible for the most amount of labor and uh, we really mean that. Like, it's not a joke. It's not like just talking points. It's not just stuff we're saying. That is their explicit goal. And I think that people just like don't want that to be true because what that means. Like, we've seen this happen over and over again. Is they come find these industries that are profitable, mm-hmm. that provide a middle class lifestyle for a lot of the workers, and they come in and they decimate them and they destroy them, and then they move on to the next thing. So I'm honestly like, hopefully, it takes them. They don't 
succeed with us, but mm-hmm. that they invest a lot of time and resources into trying to beat us and fail. And we're able to sort of like be like, hey, you can actually fight back. Like you can actually join a union. You can actually have worker solidarity between all the people in, in your industry and stop this stuff from happening. Like I hope that that's what this becomes an example for because they're not going to stop trying to do it. No, they, like I was talking to someone on the line and they were like, it feels like every seven to 10 years, like when things drastically change or there's like new technology, then we have to strike because (laughs) they found a new way to steal uh, Mm -hmm. wages from people. And I understand, I don't, I wish that as Americans, we could get out of this mindset, which is a total fucking scam, that if I can't make a living wage, then why should you? Instead of being like, hey, there's more of us than there are of them. Let's pull up and fight them. Right. Okay. I'm Mr. Target. I have hands for you. Like, like, <laughs> like we got to get back to the old French ways, okay? The guillotine. We got to run up. I mean, I think it's also, there's like a level of shame to it, too, I think, of people not wanting to admit, like, oh, right, we got fucked. Like, they they got us. They called us for a hot second. They really had. You You had us in the first half. Like, I mean, I don't, this might be the, uh, the third half. <laughs> The third half. <laughs> but it's, uh, you have to sort of be like, oh, right, they did find this loophole. They did exploit this. Mm-hmm. And we weren't able to catch them before. And now we're like doing harm reduction. We're like trying to stop all this bad stuff that's already been happening for years and years and years. And it's a lot of people that I think, you know, seem successful. There are so many people who want to be TV writers, who right. want to be writing movies. And from the outside perspective, you're like, that person did it. Wow. They're they're a success. They probably live in a comfortable home and drive an electric vehicle. They think we all got a fireplace. Yeah, you got to be like, no, I live. I'm a renter. I (laughs) I live in a rent control apartment and like I have a used vehicle. Like people breaking down that facade of, of what people think their lives are like is like part of it to be like, no, I'm we are more the same than we are different, different. And you have to think about like out there, if you go to work every single day, you have a guaranteed job. For us, it's like we have a job and then maybe we don't have a job for a really long time. Like that can happen. And so it's like the money has to stretch further and we have to pay people to get us the jobs. So that's 25 percent of the money gone right there. And then, oh, taxes. Uncle Sam pulling up and he want his cut. And it's egregious. Mm-hmm. So what it comes down to it's it's like pennies so i think that we should all be very inspired by the wga trying to fight this scam and y'all need to start fighting y'all's corporations to um pull up to your job on monday and fight the ceo right <laughs> cuz i don't if you're a ceo of a company i know you did something <laughs> i think y'all all guilty so beat them up <laughs> provoking violence <laughs> I'm going to get a letter. I don't know what you did, but I know you did something <laughs> to get to CEO, okay? They don't just let you walk up in there without being evil. We know what's up. But, well, I will be out there on the picket lines all the days that I can. It's been, it's fun right now, but I know in the summer it's going yeah, to be hot as hell. It's going to be hot as hell. Oh, it's going to be hot. I'm already more tan than I've been in several years. I love that for you. I do. I do like being chocolatey. But you're going to be real chocolatey. Oh, I'm going to be burnt to a crisp. It's going to be beyond (laughs) chocolate. (laughs) Please, use sunscreen out there, writers. Please. I've been putting on my copper tone. (laughs) But also, fuck copper tone. Y'all go fight them, too. (laughs) 
I know they're squeezing us for that sunscreen. Yeah, no free promo. <laughs> right, right. Bleep, bleep half of that. No. Ble- <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. We're going to take another quick break for some non-scam advertisements. We'll be right back. Robbery! Did you know Bridgestone developed a tire using 75% recycled and renewable materials? Making a difference today for future generations. That's what really matters. Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Visit whatreallymatters.com to learn more. Hot off the press from Maybelline New York, it's new Lifter Plump, an intense plumping lip gloss formulated with chili pepper to deliver a heated sensation for an instant plumping effect that lasts. From eight sizzling shades like Blush Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Coco Zing, and more. An extra-large wand applicator transforms lips in one swipe. Learn more at Maybelline.com. For a limited time, get 10% off your Lifter Plump purchase on Amazon with code 10PLUMP. And we're back. And it's time to do the historic hoodwink. So, Brittany, this is a segment of the show where I will regale you with a famous con, caper, group of criminals. Maybe we like them, maybe we hate them. I'll just get your thoughts all throughout. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. I mean, I hope I like them. <laughs> I know. I, I hope I like them, too. already. Same. <laughs> <laughs> so, this story was primarily reported by Vox uh, Vox writer Graham Isidore, because we don't scam our writers, in their 2020 article, These Artists Scammed a 36K Film Shoot by Faking an Engagement. So we always link these, uh, if it's like a big article, everything's in the footnotes, so if you'd like to go over and see what Graham had to say about it, go on over there. Alrighty, so this was in November of 2019. Um, actress and direct- director Karen Knox, do you know who that is? Mm-mm. Have you seen Karen before? No. Maybe maybe she was in something on the CW. Let's give it CW. And I love that her headshot is like also a lot of her body. <laughs> it's it's interesting. It is. Why are her hands like crossed like that? I don't know. Why uh, is she wearing a tie? But in the tie exactly matches the shirt. The shirt. It's mm, there's, there's choices being made here. Okay. So Karen Knox and collaborator Jay Stevens wanted to shoot a movie, but lacked big budget funds. Mm. <laughs> so inspired by con artists that first prompted them to make the film, they conned their way into a next level film. Okay. All right. I mean, look, I'll be honest. If you go on one of those Kickstarters or GoFundMes and tell me that you want to do an indie film and then I give you some money, like, I'm never going to watch the film. So (laughs) (laughs) you can technically have just stole it. Oh, no. (laughs) Brittany, you'll be watching all the films. How many have I? I'm not. I'm not Mm. searching around looking for things to donate to it has to be somebody i know no i'm not but you know like when they email you and you could have friends from old improv workshops that got your email yeah but i'm not donating (laughs) if i donate that means i'm likely gonna watch it okay well Brittany, you really are not here for the mess (laughs) (laughs) and it better come out (laughs) okay you're gonna be waiting at the door I better get a link with a password as soon as it's ready. Oh my goodness. I love it. She wouldn't be on Vimeo like, um, <clears throat> where is it? Where's where my things? special thanks? I want to see where my money went specifically, <laughs> and I better be in the credits. 
I love it. So uh, they were inspired by the high femme con artists that have been making headlines, such as the fashionable Anna Delvey, which, you know, we love her on the show. The turtleneck clad Elizabeth Holmes, who recently has been doing a whole like makeover of her image to like nice mom of two who didn't scam cancer patients. All right. Yeah, it's not working. (laughs) It's not hitting for me. Go to jail, girl. Hell, you out here at the New York Times. Why have you not gone to jail yet? It's prison time. We locked you up. <laughs> Ain't gonna be like, wait a minute, prison. Like, take your ass over there. So the goal was to make a queer couture heist film with fashionable women committing crimes as a response to late stage capitalism. All right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so many other responses. <laughs> they trying to help. <laughs> So they're, they're making if, if, they, if you say so. Could okay. you imagine, what, if someone came up to you and was like, all right, you know how capitalism is pretty bad. Here's my plan on how to respond. I'm going to steal shit. You'd be like, congrats. You know what? That's going to help. Yeah, I mean, who are you stealing from? It doesn't matter. Mm. It's not going to help. It might be fun. I might you know enjoy it but i'm not like you yes this is part of the movement is you stealing (laughs) from people dressed well dressed in couture anybody using the word couture is not really participated in movement politics i don't think pretty see this is where we differ because i feel like theft should definitely be in the movement oh i'm i yes i am very with people still like listen when i go i'm to the saying grocery don't store, oversell it oh, okay but but see i don't know because i think it's helping when i go to the grocery store if i do self-checkout i'm gonna steal some stuff because that's my wages you made me an employee so now i need my things okay i, I just to- think systemically it's not changing <laughs> Brittany, I'm a, we're gonna we're gonna work through this <laughs> We're just been the whole podcast working through this, okay? Uh, Brittany agreed with me. I'll remember it different. I'm a gaslight y'all. <laughs> Thanks for agreeing with me, Brent. Okay, anyway, so... It's an AI of my voice. Anytime. <laughs> right. <laughs> Anytime is also very funny. Anytime. <laughs> Thanks for agreeing with me. Anytime. <laughs> So uh, their problem was that they didn't have the budget to portray the luxurious lifestyle their heroines lived on the big screen. So their solution was to turn their con-inspired film into an actual con. I love that they couldn't just like downscale the budget or maybe do a different project. You can't afford to do this project, but okay. So according to Karen, our taste was expensive. Our budget was low. So we looked to the tales of Anna Delvey and Caroline Calloway for inspiration. So this is what they did. First, they cast their con artist, Karen, and actress Gwendolyn Cumin. This is Gwendolyn Cumin. Have we seen Gwendolyn Cumin and stuff? Mm. What's her IMDb? What's she doing? <laughs> and she got orange in the back. She's really on brand with the cumin. <laughs> hey, you got the brand is strong. I like that. Okay, so. Then they, you know, they got Miss Cumin, who had previously played Karen's romantic partner in the viral web series Barbell. Okay, so they had a viral web series called Barbell. Barbell. It was gay. Yeah, it's gay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could see Brittany. I'm gay. So just so, just so nobody get confused. Know, we know you gay. No, but I, they might. They know. Everybody doesn't know who I am. They might be like, uh oh. <laughs> I feel like everybody knows who you're gay. I, I, <laughs> even if 
they don't know you. What they do know is your ass is gay. <laughs> They've never heard of you ever. <laughs> they, they still know. Okay, listen, as an annoying bisexual, everyone knows I'm bisexual, okay? Because we have to tell everyone and then we get a boyfriend, okay? Come on. <laughs> you get it? You know the vibes? Oh, my God. So they have this Barbarella series, or Barbella, and it's hot, and it's steamy, and, and viral. And they worked on their strategy in order to pull off higher budget shoots than that with what they could afford, using locations, uh, wardrobe, and extras that otherwise would cost tens of thousands of dollars. They would stage a fake engagement as a couple. For their location, they decided on a luxury hotel in downtown Toronto. Normally, the location permit for the hotel costs $20,000 plus insurance. So if you want to shoot at this fancy hotel, hotel run them 20k plus you gotta buy insurance but they found a little loophole to this because karen called the concierge and explained that she had met her girlfriend there five years ago huh. and look at the, look at these beautiful uh <laughs> these fem ass white women they were like oh we get to see two fem white women kiss in our lobby <laughs> absolutely <laughs> And we could we could put it on our website like LGBTQ come uh, stay here. Right. Put a rainbow flag. Right. We'll put a rainbow flag. We'll get y'all some rates, some June rates. <laughs> <laughs> That's y'all month. That's y'all month. So we're gonna get you some rates. So um, she told him that she was planning to propose uh, when they stayed that weekend. So she asked if she could bring her engagement videographer there to film it. Not only did the concierge give her permission to film their engagement, the hotel gave them a steep discount on their room, which normally costs $1,250 and now was $650. Wow. They really wanted that flag. <laughs> y'all get y'all sexy selves over here. <laughs> This is very kind of them. Right. So the concierge also, they're probably trying to go viral. Everybody's trying to go viral. probably. So the concierge also noted on their profile that they were now VIPs. Wow. To be a white woman in America, because wow. (laughs) (laughs) If our black asses ever did this, they'd be like, the room is going to cost more. (laughs) (laughs) And y'all better just have a memory of it, because you're not going to film it. We need some money for incidentals. Right. Y'all going to be getting freaky in at a night. And if you film it, you can't post it to the internet because we can't have people knowing black people stay here. Okay, you're going to bring down our property value. So from there, the duo needed luxury clothes to support their luxury proposal. Karen said last year during a TIFF, I went to a dozen different parties and premieres. Each event required a new look. Since Zara is a hellscape, I got in the habit of renting designer outfits. I put a Gucci splurge on a credit, and then I'd wear the clothes for the night and then promptly return them the next day. Okay, yeah, people be doing that. But I guess. <laughs> How are you going to a dozen parties at TIFF? Something ain't adding up. <laughs> You're not getting invited to a dozen parties at TIFF where you are expected to be wearing Gucci that you have to take back. Girl, I mean, look, get three outfits and rotate. What are you talking about? This is unnecessary. I don't like. I don't like this. I, okay, I will say that when I like first started like going on carpets and like doing promotion and doing PR, like I was getting fits all the time. And then I I had a moment, or I'm hiring stylists. And then I had a moment where I was like, Oh my god, this is so stupid. I'm literally about to start showing up to the shit like Kyla Pratt did to the Little Mermaid. Did you see? No. Kyla Pratt wore. I gotta. Can you pull up Kyla Pratt and uh, going to the Little Mermaid premiere? It's amazing. It's beautiful. I think she's setting a trend that I hope continues, where I do not have to wear a ball gown to watch a movie. 
But even that, you were going for something. This person sounds like they just were going to party. Oh, parties. yeah, they were crashing because they, they thought that's how they were going to get seen. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh uh-uh, no. Not too much, Brittany. Not too much on our queen, okay? Oh, my God. She went to, this is from TJ Maxx. <laughs> Somebody, she is a Maxinista. Right, and then she got on a, a, a got the nerve to have on a Louboutin with it. She was she got them at the trunk. She was this like, let me throw in a little so heel, Chad. They want me to work funny. the carpet. <laughs> one comment on Twitter that says she grabbed her top out of the hamper and gave it a good flap <laughs> and just threw it on. No, it looked like she didn't have time to go home to change and just was like, wait, I got I got some shoes in the trunk. <laughs> That's what it's giving, shoes in the trunk. And I love it. I want everybody to start dressing like this. We go into a movie. It's not even her movie. She was like, I'm just here to watch the movie and support. Yeah. Love, Kyla. Thought that was amazing. But so Kyla was invited to this. This person is just going to a dozen parties, not... Don't nobody know who she is? Yes. You don't need to be wearing Gucci. I mean, yes, no, you don't. But the but the whole point of it is, is you come dress nice, and then people think you're important, and then people give you jobs. I mean, if they goofy, as soon as I talk to you for two seconds, I'm like, who are you and what do you do when you won't have a good answer? I would just assume you're just a rich white lady. There are plenty of rich white ladies running around. That's true who are not doing anything except being rich white ladies. And I love that for them. I want that for me. <laughs> I want to do nothing. I remember that video where they were asking women like how they made money and this woman got out of this really expensive car. And she, they were like, how do you make that money to have this car? It was like a $100,000 car. And she was like, I'm married. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. I know that's right, Miss White Lady. She said, I'm married. All right, anyways. And walked away. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Want it for me. So <laughs> I got too many jobs. <laughs> this is my fifth job, bro. I'm trying to be kept. Somebody come keep me. <laughs> so instead of buying wardrobe, Karen and Gwen- Gwendolyn, that's an interesting name, Gwendolyn, not Gwendolyn, Gwendolyn. Mm. <laughs> Why Gwendolyn? Mm. So they went shopping at Saks Fifth Avenue for stunning outfits with easily hideable tags. So we've all heard this game. That's why they now put like huge things on stuff so that you can't possibly wear it out without cutting it off. Mm. Like House of CB, which isn't even that expensive, they do a full ribbon in through the dress, over the dress, and it's like binded together. So you have to cut it off to wear. Yes. Okay. I love that for them. So they ended up renting $2,546, oh, and 86 cents worth of clothes. Wardrobe secured, they now needed a makeup artist. So this is the wardrobe for the movie that they rented on credit. Okay. According to Karen, what most people don't know is that you can book a free 15-minute makeup session at Sephora. It isn't enough time to get the look done, but most stores are so big that you can book two sessions back-to-back with anyone no- without anyone noticing, as long as you use two different names. But wouldn't they be like, you already got you. makeup on? <laughs> or I just saw you? Or, yeah. She said it worked out. So once fully dressed and made up, Karen and Gwen. Oh, so now she can't do makeup? What is happening? Why can't you do your own makeup? That's, I know you got some. I see their faces. They wear makeup. Yeah, you could have did your own makeup. Also, did you not watch America's Next Top Model? Tyra Banks taught us how to do makeup from samples at Sephora. Also, and- that's not a scam. That's just... Taking a service that's offered. True. But I mean, but you were only supposed to have one. So I she guess. double dipping. So that's sure. the scam. Whatever. Is that she was double dipping. <laughs> Brittany's not impressed. 
<laughs> she is not impressed with y'all. Karen, Gwendolyn, y'all better step your shit up, okay? Because <laughs> Brittany about to leave mid-episode. She gonna walk out the door, okay? So let's get to it. So um, once fully dressed and made up, Karen and Gwendolyn and their videographer, in quotes, Jay, went to the hotel and began the setup. So the pressure was on. As due to the nature of the first part of the shoot in a public space, they only had one chance to get it right. So they only get one take. Because uh-huh. otherwise... <laughs> They're going to be like, what y'all doing it again? Although <laughs> I have been to a wedding where like there was a lot of coverage for like Instagram. Mm-hmm. And one of the people said the person's middle name in their vows. And they were like, hey, I don't want that. Back to one. And like, literally, they, then they, they went over again. No, but they, they're perfect for each other in this way. Like they both were like, no, we got to get the cut. I know it. <laughs> They're perfect for each other because they just went back. But this was during the ceremony. (laughs) I love it here. I love it on planet Earth. It's so fun. (laughs) So Karen entered first, and they began by hanging out at a bar, chatting with staff, letting them know that she was meeting her girlfriend there later and planning on asking her to marry her right there. Her videographer hidden to capture it. So now she hired, like, the bartender thinks that he's just having a conversation, but really he's doing unpaid labor. Mm Mm-hmm. Yo, don't give the studios no ideas now. <laughs> and did they? What if like Sony started hiding like camera crews and had, just hiring one actor <laughs> and shooting everybody else? Oh boy. No, but um, what'd you say? Did they hire have releases? So they didn't need releases, I guess, because they were saying it was a personal video. Like you know how you can film people in public, but as long yeah, but it's not public. It was a hotel, and they weren't. It wasn't for personal use. Yeah, but they don't know. Nobody knows that. They didn't know, but the people putting it... That's a part of the scam. Uh, is that it's, per, it's not for personal use. This is... I don't like it. You don't like, you don't like it? Oh, I feel like you're disappointed that you don't like it. I wanted, <laughs> I wanted you to like it so bad. So, um... A nearby couple heard Karen's conversation with the bartender and also congratulated her, mentioning that they were the owners of a fancy, well-known champagne bar in the financial district. And then Gwendolyn entered, and the scene began with the whole bar unknowingly being its actors. Karen said, Gwendolyn walked over to my bar stool. I pulled her in tight for a kiss. And remember, these are two, like, beautiful white women. (laughs) So they're kissing. And the moment I got down on one knee, the whole bar went quiet. Everyone turned and looked in our direction. She says yes, and the bar erupts into applause. Everyone got caught up in the fantasy, including us. (laughs) I also want to say, this seems like a pretty boring shot. It's just one camera. I was thinking that. They're going to have to, like, whip pan around a lot or something, because how do you make that cinematic? I... Maybe I need to stop making movies because it don't really seem like y'all we doing it right. So as they continued shooting at the bar for another hour, as other patrons continued to send free drinks and congratulations. Why? What are they using that footage for? B roll. <laughs> They need some B-roll, Brittany, come on. So according to Jay and Karen, the number of extras they would have had to hire to make a comparable crowd was a comparable crowd was around at least $10,000. So they got $10,000 worth of free extras that they stole. And with the bar footage successfully captured, the newly engaged couple went to settle their bill and buy a bottle of champagne from the bar as a thank you to their unknown participation. Wow. Look, this thing, we got the footage. Honor of spending the rest of your life with me. Oh, that kiss was weird. Oh my 
Look at this guy. He's thirsty. Oh, they got... Okay, it wasn't just a glass of champagne. That's, like, really expensive champagne. That was Dom. Okay, he did okay with one camera. All right, enough of them. Okay, the shot that they used was eight people. Yeah. And it was really far away. And very shaky. And he didn't get, like, any close-ups. They're just, like... They look kind of like they're hugging. And he's, like, filming them from, like, a, a tree. Yeah, it's not great. It's not great. Brittany's very disappointed. I'm so sorry. So I mean, it's fine. So <laughs> I just don't like how much they're bragging about it. It right. didn't, doesn't seem that impressive. It's not at all. But when they went to pay, they discovered that the couple had chatted with Karen and bought them a bottle of Dom Perignon Cuvée uh, 2008, uh, which is listed on the menu as a bottle that costs $800. So they got a free $800 bottle of champagne. Additionally, the bartender had another bottle of champagne and macaroons sent up to their room. Damn, they really love these women. Like, Yeah. Okay, so from there, the trio went up to the room to continue to film through the night. Uh, we have an image of a selfie on set. <laughs> now, what, now, where did this... This took an OnlyFans turn. <laughs> <laughs> what, what y'all gonna be doing? I don't think this could be on YouTube. This is gonna value, you know, they got... <laughs> I got surf, you know, terms and service agreements. Okay. I don't see no macaroons either, so. Right. Y'all better use those in the shot because you need them. <laughs> also, the fact that she did this selfie where, like, she has her finger on her lip, like, trying to be sexy is so bizarre to me. It's a, it, you know, they're very bold because I would never take a picture like that. <laughs> it's giving, like, old school Playboy. <laughs> it's giving, like, really late night commercials. Like, call me now. But you know what? Good for her for having confidence. So, by their estimation, the resulting film, Cons and Pros, would have normally cost around $36,000. Karen is already planning another similar film with the possibility of taking it to shooting at Cannes. Wait, what? Really? So, we pulled off a serious cinematic <laughs> stick. Also, it cost $36,000. That was how much it would have cost us $36,000. Yes. That's not a lot of money. And they're like, for a film? Scam of a lifetime. I mean, they only got one cameraman. And he's just, and he don't even have a shoulder rig. No, not at all. And he's tired. You can tell because it's getting <laughs> it got shakier and shakier. It's like, all right, y'all, this got to be the last take because my arms is giving out. Yeah, now she wants to go to, is it can, con? I, it's can, right? It's can, though, right? <laughs> but let's call it cons because that works for the show. But it's definitely can, right? So, um, yeah, so she, now they're saying they want to do another movie and hopefully get it into one of the most famous film festivals in the world. Um, Honestly, good luck. Yeah, that's very bold. And um, I love that you guys have so much confidence for yourself. And the film debuted on Vice in 2020. Great. And you can watch it. Uh, there it is. Um, online. Wait, how long is it? Ten I... minutes? Yeah, I better get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think this is comparable to like what you do, Brittany? <laughs> like, <laughs> like Emmy winning television and them going to shoot something I, mean, I thought it was a feature. No, it's. I guess it's a short. I thought that they were actually stealing more. This is probably one of the more boring scams, like maybe top number one boring scam <laughs> that we've had. Oh, goodness. I but, don't think that counts as a scam. That's just guerrilla filmmaking. Yeah. And also, like, 
you didn't actually steal anything. People like gave, well, I guess you like wore the clothes and then took them back. That's technically theft. Uh, but again, people do that all the time, including on TV shows. It's like they, a normal part of of TV shows. <laughs> yeah, should we be saying that? <laughs> people know. People know, right? Yeah. yeah no, they take it back. Um, I don't know. It's kind of dry, and they, and they're so proud about it, and like obviously they're not in jail, but they're right. telling the story like they just did, like yeah, that's some white people shit. An Ocean Eleven, right? I'm. We did scams and crimes, and we want we're gonna use that to do more scams and crimes. Honestly, they just scam me. I'm promoting whatever the <laughs> fuck they doing to hundreds yeah. of thousands of people. Somebody gonna go watch that short. Damn. Damn it, you got me, Gwen. Gwenlyn. That's okay. You do the Q&A when they get the next one at Takan. Oh, God. Yeah, y'all better fly me out uh, <laughs> to Takan so I can be in there um, as well because I just gave you a, f- a huge free advertiser. I'm pissed now. I've been scammed. <laughs> God. Scam myself. So many ways. All right. Uh, that brings us to the saddest part of the show, the end, where I have to let Brittany go. But before we do, maybe this will lift your spirits, Brittany. Scammer of the week. Maybe we'll like this person. Maybe maybe this will be good. So a man and a woman in the UK have been sentenced to jail for defrauding. (laughs) (laughs) It's not lifting your spirits yet. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. For defrauding 80 victims, mostly gay men. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Oh, Sorry, it's not your it's not your episode, Brittany. I'm sorry. We so Frederick Deed, 37, used dating apps like Gaydar and Match to match with gay men, luring them in only to later claim that he needed money and ask his victims for help. Ooh. He would tell his victims any number of lies, including that he was being held by Dutch immigration authorities and that he needed money to visit and buy medicine for his ailing mother. Mm. He will also say that he needed money to cover his mother's funeral costs. Mm. <laughs> so sometimes she ailing, sometimes she did. Or obtain his inheritance. So then it's when he had probate court. Oh. Frederick strung along one man for 14 years. <sighs> Defraud. <laughs> 14 years, you earned that. Defrauding him of over $120,000 in that time. Now, 14 years, $120,000, like over 14 years, not. You should strike, Frederick. That's <laughs> 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 not enough. These aren't the good wages. These aren't good wages. So his partner, Raquel Johnson, 43, a probation officer, what? So she worked. See, but everybody who work in crime, like stop a crime, they be doing crime. That's why yep. they get over there for it. Mm-hmm. So um, was Frederick's accomplice by laundering the money he received through her bank account. Together, they spent the money on gym memberships, takeout food, groceries, and dental care. <laughs> so, right. so y'all not even. This isn't enough for rent. <laughs> We're not buying cars. We're not buying Porsches. We're buying takeout and groceries. Planet Fitness gym membership. And how much flirting is going along? I feel like you got to do a fair amount of flirting before you drop the, I have an ailing mother and I need some money. You can't come out the gate with that. It's got to be, you at least got to have one like sexed conversation before you get to this. So you're right. This is too much labor. It's almost like these gay men are nicer than American gay men, too. I feel like if you did this on Grindr, they would just block you. (laughs) I mean, they do be doing it on Grindr. They do the, um, 
let's hook up, but you got to send me money for Uber or for gas because I don't have enough money to get over to your house. <laughs> Who's doing that? They're doing, doing it. I've seen screenshots oh, and, I'm ta- and I know no. people it's happened to. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, everybody act like they don't like broke people and then you hear stories like this. What do you mean by that? And you know, everybody's like, I don't want a broke bitch. Right. But then you sending somebody Uber money to come over? How sexy are they? We all know if you're sexy, that can get you out of, like, just being discriminated against. I just need people to stop lying. It's okay. You can date broke people. That's okay. We live in hell. (laughs) Lots of people are broke. It is okay that you are attracted to them. I just need everybody to stop pretending when they're rapping along to the songs. Okay. But here's the thing, though. If it's two broke people together, they can maybe help each other financially, right? But if it's one broke person and one non-broke person, then I'm going to be broker. And I know that from experience. (laughs) okay buying flights (laughs) oh my god my mom please i hope my mom never hears this she will beat my ass um i knew it had went too far when we were at a restaurant and they didn't even hesitate to order the most expensive steak knowing i'm paying Mm. i was like i gotta get out of here i gotta get out of here you go try you try to make me (laughs) try to make me like you Maybe they just trusted you that you wouldn't judge. You just wanted them to live their best life while y'all were together. Okay. I had paid for a hotel flight. It's like, you can't get one dinner. So you, you, it, it's just all on me all the time. Absolutely not. I, I'm not saying I agree. I'm just saying maybe maybe it was a sign of, of positivity rather than negativity. Okay, I think obviously it's a positive sign that like I'm not throwing it in the person's face right. that I'm paying for everything. Mm-hmm. But at a certain point, I feel like you can't just... You're taking advantage. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be like, oh yeah, bring, bring out that uh, Don Perignon. Yeah. My bae got it. <laughs> like That bone-in ribeye. Right. <laughs> for two. <laughs> But I'm gonna have it for myself, babe. You do you want one for yourself? You want to sell it? Yeah. Put the gold on it. Definitely put some gold on it. <laughs> like it was just like it would be if I was a rapper and I was like like yeah yeah baby tricking mm-hmm. off like but come on now I'm a I'm a, a regular girl. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just, I'm, I'm just saying broke people need love too. And they getting it. Ain't nobody fucking more than broke people. I don't know why you, Brittany, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why you saying this. <laughs> Ain't nobody fucking more than broke people. They definitely fucking more than me, okay? <laughs> so... You at work all the time, okay? So you ain't getting enough, you ain't getting as much as them, Brittany. Sorry, you gotta break your episode. You're not getting as much. That, yeah, you know what? That's true. I was having a lot more sex when I was broke. <laughs> it was. Uh, oh, I want to go back. <laughs> oh, to wrap this up, so. Over the entire criminal career, they targeted almost 180 victims. 80 individuals were involved in romance fraud, 22 in investment fraud. Damn, okay, so they switched it up. And another 77 in identity theft. They had a corporation. of <laughs> <laughs> They had a loan out. They said, right. They said, come to our office. <laughs> he said, I'm trying to have sex with you on Gaydar. <laughs> They're like, yeah, come to our office. We're in the strip mall. <laughs> That's where we're going to do the sex, <laughs> for sure. 
So, according to Detective Constable Becky Mason, it was the ultimate manipulation which preyed on people's emotions and good nature. Okay. Okay. She was British, so I had to be British too. No, that was good. Frederick received a prison sentence of eight years at the Gulford Crown Court in South London, and while Raquel got sentenced to three years and nine months. So, at least the woman got less time. That's progress. I mean, they must have really been pissed. Again, eight years over there, they they don't do jail like we do they jail. They really do not do jail. Like, we do jail. Like, step right up. Yes. <laughs> yeah, eight years, they were upset. Yes. But it was so many people. <laughs> I think it was because it was 180 yeah. people. <laughs> like, that's enough for an angry mob. Uh-huh. Like, a good-sized angry mob. So I feel like they probably pulled out the pitchforks on them. Yeah. Well, Frederick, you needed to go to prison. But look at it this way. You got free room and board. <laughs> So you're still doing great. <laughs> and I feel like UK prisons are definitely like more ethical than our, like no prison is ethical, but I I don't mean ethical. I mean like maybe more comfortable. Do you think that they're as bad as ours? I, I mean our prison conditions are real. It would be hard for it to be worse. It has to be better. I would assume so. Yeah. But, you know, fuck the carceral system. Yeah, still bad. Uh, <laughs> there is no good version of it. There's no good version of putting someone in a cage. But here we are. All right. This is, brings us to the end of the show. Brittany, you were so fun. This was such a blast. Um, where would you like to be found? Anything you want people to engage with you with, you know, at where? Yeah, you can follow me at Be Is Hilarious. Um know that you have missed a, a rich history and you're getting in really on the tail end of things um but you know if you're not gonna be annoying yes go come on, on over <laughs> go on over there and just scroll and don't have a good time like, like yeah, at this point you've been doing it for so long it's yes. just like you don't even know what you're signing up for at this point no i don't every day is different every day is different so if you come over there you you, you don't know what you're gonna get um but it'll be fun i promise it'll be a good time uh i do want to tell them what we were talking about earlier before we go i was picketing at netflix and then i went on twitter (laughs) you made me think of it i went on twitter and i was like oh okay the girls were saying that the writers are sexy at netflix and the girls weren't wrong and then everyone's in the comments like yes yes oh oh and so people started going to netflix and then imagine dragons showed up uh and sang at people and we don't know if that was a was it good <laughs> was it union busting i don't know <laughs> were they to scare us away or or were they there to help uh but we don't know but after that the next day Brittany tweeted like <laughs> stop taking your horny asses to netflix <laughs> We have other places. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we did. We we listened. Yeah. But, I'm at Warner Brothers if anybody wants to go. Yes. If you want to pull up, WGA is on strike. If you're in Los Angeles, uh, pull up. If you're in SAG, pull up. You know, let's support. Um, if you want to find me, D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I-D-V-A-L-A-C-I on all platforms. If you want to follow the show and see all of these amazing photos, Scam Goddess Pod. And if you want to stitch on your friends and your family, scamgoddesspod at gmail.com. Also, live show in Los Angeles at the Elysian Theater. June 22nd, our first live show pull up at 7.30, okay, y'all? Uh, I may never do one again, so you <laughs> so you might want to fly in. I told y'all, walk. If you start walking now, you will be here on time. That's all I'm saying. I'm not asking for much, okay? Um, and also, iCarly, June 1st. Um, I'm technically allowed to promote that because I'm sad. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, congregation. Stay... Gwen Lennon? I don't know. She was born. Don't be like her. <laughs> All right, we're out. Damn, got it. 
been an Earwolf production in association with Team Coco. Scam Goddess stars and is hosted by me, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. It's produced by Judith Cargbo, engineered by Ryan Connor and Abby Aguilar. Our researcher is Kaylin Brandt. Stay scheming. Did you know Bridgestone developed a tire using 75% recycled and renewable materials? Making a difference today for future generations. That's what really matters. Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Visit whatreallymatters.com to learn more. Hot off the press from Maybelline New York, it's new Lifter Plump, an intense plumping lip gloss formulated with chili pepper to deliver a heated sensation for an instant plumping effect that lasts. From eight sizzling shades like Blush Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Cocoa Zing, and more. An extra-large wand applicator transforms lips in one swipe. Learn more at Maybelline.com. For a limited time, get 10% off your Lifter Plump purchase on Amazon with code 10PLUMP.